It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.06 on a Saturday morning, 46 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden, the last hour of Lawn and Garden, 9, 8 to 9 o'clock this morning, and then we'll be out of here. Dave Baker will be in for the Home Fix-It show. And we have a weekend prize pack to give away. Mickey Gasway will join us, of course, at 8.35. Ashley Frasca, right this minute, is thinking of a number between 2 and 7 to determine who wins a family four-pack of tickets to see an upcoming Atlanta Gladiators game at the Infinite Energy Arena and four tickets to the Atlanta Boat Show January 14 through 17, Hall C of the Georgia World Congress Center. So if you want to see the Gladiators and you're thinking about a boat, well, you need to be caller number... Hmm. Six? Caller number six. Work for it. 404-741-0750. Caller number six, 404 Zero seven fifty. You could go to the boat show, maybe get a deal on a boat, and see the gladiators battle it out. And don't forget, if you go to WalterReeves.com this morning, you can see the details about my trip, my garden trip to Italy and France. A lot of questions answered there on the site. It is a pretty, pretty, pretty place of the world. I mean, the reason we're going is basically because so many people emailed and asked in various uh, garden talks and stuff, and they say, when are you going to France? When are you going to Italy? I'd really like to go to France and Italy. And so we worked up a nice, nice, nice itinerary, going to Lake Como, going to Nice, going to uh, uh, Arles, going to all these gardens, going to all these neat places, and you don't have to be a gardener to go. No, we're a bunch of just you know, people who like hanging out with each other. You could be part of this group of hanging out people together. Um, and so you don't have to be a garden expert or a guru or have anything more than a flower in your window. It doesn't really matter. We just like to go go places and do things, and that's what it's all about. Go to WalterReeves.com. Check out the, the feature article there about the trip to France and Italy. Lewis is out in Villa Rica, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Lewis, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you today? Doing great, Lewis. What's up? Hey, um, man, I've got some beautiful Bradford pear trees, and they're big, and yeah. I had one split right down the middle. So what I did on my other ones, I, I got me some, like, three-inch nylon straps that uh, yeah. ratcheted. Yeah. And I, I got up above the forks, and the main branches I wrapped around and tied them dudes together. Well, that hurt my tree. If you do... Uh, how do I how do I describe this? I don't want you to wrap it around two or three times. That's not going to be good for the tree, Lewis, because it will cut off circulation just like a tourniquet cuts it off on your arm. But if it's only one pass behind the limb and then up to another limb and a one pass behind it and you ratchet them together there. Yeah, just, that's what I did. I, just, I, I went around the main branches. Yeah. That's what I thought would split if, you know, wind or whatever. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. I went around and, and I tied them dudes together, hoping I could save my other ones. I, I, I have beautiful trees. I planted them things, and I just don't want to lose them. I think you'll be successful, Lewis. And I want my other listeners to understand two things. Number one, if you have a Bradford pear, pruning earlier rather than later. Nature does a great, well, nature doesn't do a great job of pruning. Nature will split it apart like Lewis's tree. And so Bradford pears need to be trained early in their life. And if you can't train them early in their life, they will split it apart eventually. But Lewis 
took his courage in hand and got up in that tree and cabled or you know put the nylon strapping around the limbs to hold them together. And Lewis, brave guy you were, I think it'll extend the life of the tree. Sure will. Thank you, Walter. You have a good day. You bet. Thanks for calling, Lewis. If you're not as courageous as Lewis and you want to get somebody else to save your tree, look at it, do a little evaluation and, and fix it on the tree, go to get a certified arborist. My gosh, certified arborists love trees. They love to save them. They love to do what needed to make a tree healthy. GeorgiaArborist.org. GeorgiaArborist.org. HB in Atlanta, Georgia is joining us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, HB, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Walter, that earlier caller prompted me to go, okay, I need to call Walter now. <laughs> About cutting back azaleas. Yeah. So you, you said they would prefer to have it done now before they bloom. Yeah. These azaleas have really never been pruned, Walter, so they're over my head. Yeah, right. How much can I cut back? I cut one that was eight feet tall down to four feet tall two years, three years ago now, and it took probably a year for it to recover. It, of course, did not bloom, the, and I did it in the wintertime. I remember it was in mid to late January when I did the pruning on that big azalea. And um, so the year after that, the summer, spring after that, it did not bloom, of course. And the spring after that was very sparse blooms, and the spring after that had nice, big, full flowers on it. So it takes a little bit to recover from a real severe whacking back like you're wanting to do. But this was all over the window. It was everywhere. It was just really sprawly and ugly, and I didn't like it anymore. So down it went. Okay. I will try that, Walter. Appreciate all right. it. right. Eight feet down to two or three feet. It's okay. It will recover. They can take a lot of abuse. <laughs> if pruning is called abuse, they can take a lot of pruning without a whole lot of damage as long as they're pretty healthy to begin with. You're fine. Okay. Thank right. you, sir. HP, great. Right. Thanks for calling. Right. At 11 minutes past the hour, who we got? Rudolph. Is in McDonough, Georgia, and joins us. Good morning. How hey, you doing, Walter? Rudolph, I am fabulous. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thanks. Hey, um, I've been riding by these hotels in McDonough, Georgia. They got yeah. a lot of palm trees. Yeah. So I looked at the box stores here, and the palm trees in there are not the same. Mm. Needle palm and windmill palm is most likely what you're seeing at the, at the hotels in McDonough. Okay. And they they are winter hardy like you wouldn't believe. They grow in Pennsylvania. They grow fine, those palm trees do. But needle and windmill are the ones to look for. Um, if you want some more details on what exactly they look like, you can go to my website or just look online. You know, needle palm, windmill palm, get an idea of what they look like. But if you try for one of the uh, tropical palms like they have in Miami and way south Georgia, there's not a chance in the world they'll last during the wintertime in Atlanta or McDonough for that matter. Okay, okay. So needle palms is what I need to be looking needle for. Needle or windmill, either one. Okay. And tell me, tell me why you want to do it, Rudolph. I'm curious. Uh, well, I'm from Savannah, and, you know, we got a lot of palm trees yeah, down there. Yeah, sure, sure. And so now, since I'm seeing all the hotels with palm trees, yeah. I like to have some of that in my backyard. Got it. All right. All right. Go look for it. I think you can find a palm tree that will suit your needs. All right. Thank you. You bet, Rudolph. Thanks for calling. All right. Bye-bye. Who we got next to here? Martha is out in Madison, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Martha, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How can I help? What causes brown patches on hydrangea leaves, ranging in size from like a ladybug to maybe a quarter? Uh, fungus called Cercospora. Why do you ask? Because I have them on my hydrangeas, and my son has them on his. Yeah, you, I have them on mine. Next question. 
How do we get rid of it? <laughs> yay, 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 yay. Sometimes it is just the environment you have the hydrangea growing in. And honestly, the ones in the back of my house, it's a little more shade, don't get quite the air circulation around the leaves in the summer and fall. They're the ones that have the leaf spot worse. The ones up in front of the house, they get a little more sun on them, don't have it nearly as badly. So, you know, you can move the hydrangea, that's one way, I guess. If you just really think it looks ugly, then you can spray with a fungicide, but do the spraying in July and another one maybe in September. July, maybe, yeah, July, September, that would probably do it. July and, and September, and what is the fungicide? Just Yeah, most fungicide? any garden fungicide, Dacanil is easily available. Um, Bonide has infused, you can buy from Pike and the hardware stores down there in Madison. So there are garden fungicides that are labeled for leaf spots on ornamental plants, and that's what you look for on the label. Okay, now back to the environment where it's less likely to happen. What was that? More sun in the morning and later sunny in the day. So rather than mine in the back get sun from like 8 or 9 o'clock when the sun comes up, they go on till about noon, and then they're shaded after that. So they don't dry off quite as quickly. The leaves don't dry up. And then the ones in the front get more sun from about early in the morning up until about 2, maybe, o'clock in the afternoon. And they dry off faster, and that's just the environment around the leaves. So the reason, my, because I have them in shade having a problem, not as bad as the ones that get bright morning, and my sons have a nice dappled shade. Yeah. I think it's all the rain we're getting that yeah. is the reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so. part of it. Humidity certainly is part of a fungal infection. Yeah, you're Okay. Right. I appreciate it. All right. Martha, Martha, Martha. Have you gone and looked at your hydrangea stems to see if there's any growth on them now? Looks bad. Yes. And what's going on? Tell me more. Well, I'm I'm certain that they're going to get fried. I have not. Well, we did not get frost the last two mornings, though it was forecasted. Yeah. But I figure it's going to be another bad hydrangea year. I'm looking at the same thing on mine. I, before I left back in you know mid-December when it was 70 degrees on Christmas Day, and I looked at my hydrangeas, and every one of them had the terminal buds or the ones close to the end of the stems yep. that had leaves coming out about an inch and a half, and I thought, oh, man, cold weather's oh, going to freeze those mine. off. Those are the flower stems. That's going to be the end of my flowers. So, mine aren't that far along, so... Well. Keep, but, keep but your fingers I, crossed, Martha. You will need it. <laughs> you will okay. need it. The hydrangeas I, will need it. I've written them off. I just want to have pretty leaves this year. That's what you're going to have. It doesn't hurt them to have cold weather. It doesn't hurt them to not have flowers. They will have pretty leaves. They will not be frozen. But you may not have the flowers you expect. But if I get the fungicide on properly. Then we'll have the pretty leaves, too. Okay. Thank you very much, Walter. You bet, Martha. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Coming up Bye. in the next uh, half hour or so, Butch and Tequila wants to know about when to transplant a camellia. Jean in Bremen wants to know about why her camellia leaves are turning yellow. Reed and Ringgold. Oh, I love how that rings. Reed and Ringgold wants to know about how to use coffee grounds and potting soil. And Charlie at Alpharetta needs to know how to start fruits and vegetables indoors. I have all that information at my fingertips. It'll be right here on the line right after we hear from this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. 
And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Soggy Saturday is what we're going to call it today. If you're going to dig in the dirt, probably better put it off because it's going to be too wet outside. Cloudy, sort of chilly this afternoon. Not terribly bad. Low 50s, I think. Periods of light rain, though. That's what's going to put the drag on everything. Tonight, the temperatures dip down to the low 40s, which your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Our friend Gene joins us from Bremen, Georgia. Jean, good morning. Good morning. Morning. I have, it's a couple of years old, but I transplanted it in the, back in the early fall. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't getting enough sun now. And I noticed a couple of the leaves was like, had little yellow specks. And yeah. it was, now, so I, I sprayed it with some kind of insecticide. I don't even yeah, but remember don't you think now it was, what it was, but it's. Seems like it's getting worse, and I looked underneath, and it has little tiny brown things, but they yeah. just wipe right off. I don't know if they're dead or still alive. Well, wait a minute. Didn't you say you just transplanted it from one place to another, Gene? Yeah. So could it be just transplant establishment shock where the leaves turn yellow because they're a little bit you know, not able to get the nitrogen and food from the soil that they need? I don't know. That seems to be more likely. Is it an overall yellow on the leaves or spots of yellow on the leaves? Well, now at the bottom, they seem to sort of cover almost the whole leaves. The others just little Mm. tiny yellow specks. How tall is the plant? How tall is your Uh, plant? It's just about two or three feet. That's the right size for transplanting. Gene, honestly, truly, I think a lot of this is tied up in establishment shock of the plant is just saying to you, to you, I'm a little bit, you know, not being fed quite enough because the roots you lost when you transplanted it over there. To be truthful, I would probably put some, um, Real slow-release organic fertilizer, some milorganite or holytone or something like that onto the, um, Camellia, it'll put it underneath the mulch, you know, scratch the soil around the plant, put the fertilizer down, put the mulch back on top of it. And as the weather warms in the spring, that fertilizer will become active and release into the roots, and it'll help that camellia get better established. I think that's what you ought to do rather than worrying about bugs and disease and things like that. Let's get the camellia back to health and the transplanting process. You know, you lost some roots. Okay, the camellia needs to establish itself again. And I think, again, nice slow-release organic fertilizer scratched into the soil covered in mulch is going to be the very best thing you can do to it. Okay, let's do that. 404-872-0750, the number on lawn and garden. I don't think we can get Reed in here right now, but we will talk to Charlie and Reed and Butch in the next half hour. And again, our number, 404-872-0750. We'll talk to Mickey Gasaway at 835, learn what's on sale, the Pike Pick of the Weekend at all the Pike locations, and learn a little bit more about the Pike Hiring Fair. You could be Mickey's co-worker. What would be better than that, to work with Mickey Gazaway at Pike Nursery or any of the other nursery locations around? There are smart, smart people there. I go to my Toco Hill Pike Nursery pretty often, and I'm always impressed with the amount of information they're able to give customers who come in. I sort of over overhear them a little bit, listen to make sure they're saying the right thing, and they do indeed there and at other Pike locations around town. It's 828. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news. And charge the people a dollar and a half to see them No, 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 don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone You'd be in paradise and put up a fucking lie It's the Lawn 
Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Thank you, Dave Baker, for reminding me that it's time to get back on radio. <laughs> I was talking to Dave Baker out in the, out in the uh, screening room, and so he said, isn't it when your show begins, a little bumper music right there? Yes, it is, David. I need to go over there right now. Okay. Thank you, Dave Baker, for letting me know that I'm supposed to be on the radio. Uh, you know who's supposed to be on the radio this morning at 836? Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery is who's supposed to be on the radio. Hey, Mickey, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Walter? I am well, and Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Did you miss me? How did y'all do last uh, week with the Pike Pick? It, it was fun. Um, Scott and I talked. And yeah. Scott's always fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, kept me on my toes, so it was fun. <laughs> We did it for listeners who don't know what we're talking about. We did a best of Walter Reeves last weekend. It was all recorded stuff from the couple of weeks before. But then, a couple three days before the Saturday show, somebody said, "What about Mickey? <laughs> That's always live. What are we going to do about her?" And I said, "Scott Maxim's a smart guy. He and Mickey can talk he about did. the plants. And that'll work fine." I hope I encouraged him to get some house plants. I don't know if I did or not. We'll see. Scott, uh, houseplants or not? <laughs> I'm still going to work on the paper whites. I ran into a little hey. bit of a problem yeah. because my cat destroyed the bottle of vodka you gave me. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, the only way he could, too. But uh, anyway, yeah. I, I, but other than that, no, I don't think I'm good for that. I will kill oh. everything that photosynthesizes that comes no, through my you door. Will not. No, you will not. Well, for other people who are more <laughs> courageous than Scott, we have a great pike pick this weekend. Mickey, why don't you tell everybody about it's it? It's glazed pottery. Beautiful glazed pottery at Pike. Right. And um, glazed pottery is, our pottery is super. If you've ever had trouble with pottery cracking and doing bad yeah. when it gets cold, our pottery is much more cold tolerant because it's fired hotter. Yeah. It's just a better product. That's exactly right. If you and, go to a big box store and get one of their glazed pots or the clay, you know, brown, orange clay pots. That's right. If they're not fired very high, then the water absorbs in them outside and the freeze comes and bang, they come apart. That's exactly right. And, I, I, you know, I always tell people, you know, we've got the little pot feet to lift them up if you mm -hmm. want to do that, and they look real nice. But at least take, just take some little tiny pebbles, just something just big enough you won't even be able to see it, yep. something to lift it up if you've got it on the hard surface, like on cement or something like that. And that makes a difference, too. So be sure and do that. I had my garden helper, Jesse, came to help me two days ago, and one of our jobs was to lift a big glazed pot that I saw was full of water, oh. and when we lifted yeah. it up, I thought, well, there are my bricks that I put it on. They're only about six inches deep in the ground, and <laughs> so it had gradually gotten covered the base with dirt right. and everything. Stop, stop the hole in the Clogged bottom, and up. make sure if you're going to put it outside to make sure that, you know, you get one with a hole. Yeah. You, you can sort of do inside without a hole, but... Outside, it's got to have a hole. Yeah, the drainage hole is so important. You don't want rain to come in and fill the pot full of water or even you watering it on the patio. You do not want that pot Correct. to fill with water. It will drown the roots, and that will be an unhappy house and you plant. you can't put enough rocks in the bottom. Well, I don't put a lot of rocks in the bottom, but I put but, but, I mean, a couple. You can't put enough, no, I mean, you can't put enough rocks in the bottom to give you drainage. No, I mean, sometimes no, people no, no, no. Think, Well, if I put enough rocks in the bottom... Then I'll have enough drainage. I can put it outside without the thing. And that's yeah, we've true. talked a couple of times this morning about old wives' tales, and the old wives' tale of putting rocks in the bottom of a pot is not 
true. You don't uh, put yeah. rocks in the bottom to make no. them better drainage. No, I certainly don't do that. Now, that said, Mickey, I have a great big pot that I filled with potty soil a couple of weeks ago and put about four liter bottle, empty liter water bottles in the bottom of it, so that sort of kept me from having to spend too That's much right. money at Pike Just on my potting soil. I, a lot of times, I and I have tried that with really, really big ones, but a lot of times I just use the big pine bark. Yeah, oh, you can do that too. A lot of space. Yeah. Be careful if you're using the the styrofoam stuff. Make sure it's styrofoam and not that corn stuff. <laughs> It'll just disappear and melt. You're going to have the biggest mess you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, let's it. talk about All right, glaze pots, 20% okay. off all Pike locations. Go to pikenursery.com, and Mickey can repeat that in just a minute. But what I actually want to talk a little bit about is the hiring fair coming up. That's right. Um, and that's when, today? or when No, is it? it's next week, I think. I'm Thursday, sorry, that's right. Thursday, 2 to 5. That's right. right. Thursday, 2 to 5. And uh, let next me tell week. you, Pike Nursery is, I've been here for 20-odd years, and it is the best place ever to work. It sure if is. you love it, you'll love it smart people and fun things and you get to talk about plants all day long if you like plants why not make money doing it that's right and one more thing besides that is our potting have you mentioned that i have once already but it starts at nine o'clock we've got 20 minutes for people to get over there to the local pike and go to the potting and but it's all day long oh it is yeah oh i didn't know that so you can come in you can bring your your pots that you've got if you've got some pots that the plants have gotten kind of yucky and you can't repot old plants. We, we don't want you to bring because we, we don't want to get any diseases or anything. Yeah. So you can't uh, repot any old plants but uh, we will provide the soil and you can buy a new pot or you can bring your pot in and you can um, and we've got all kind of beautiful house plants or you could do outside plants. Doesn't matter. Sure, sure. Um, so I hope everybody coming because it's so fun, especially on a yucky day like this. This is perfectly timed for it, it yucky is. day Perfect. but inside at Pike's going to be warm and, and pleasant. Day and tomorrow. Sure. Oh, that's great news. That is fabulous news, Mickey. Potting plants is the perfect thing to do in the wintertime. Bring your kids. It's even fun to do. Oh, sure. Of course. Of course. They've got nothing to do today. They've finished watching cartoons, hopefully. (laughs) Finished playing their video games, hopefully. Yeah. And get them at least outside in the rain for a minute and then indoors to Pike and get some appreciation of plants. All right. So if we want to find all the Pike locations and other information about the potting party and the hiring fair, where do we look? At PikeNursery.com. I guess you will. And where are you going to be Monday night, Mickey Gasway? Where am I going to be Monday night? Let me think. Isn't there a football game on TV? Oh, Is that Monday oh, night? Oh, yeah. My son and grandson are leaving for Phoenix uh, today to be there Monday night. So um, I guess we'll get lots of play-by-plays from them. Plus, yeah. of course, we'll be glued to the television. Alabama. Alabama yeah. and Clemson yeah. Southern. Yeah. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. We'll see. Thank you, okay. Mickey. We'll see you next Saturday. All righty. Bye-bye. 42 minutes past the hour gives uh, Donna's turn coming up right now. Donna's out in Cumming, Georgia. Hey, Donna, good morning. Good morning. How can I help? Um, I have some azaleas. I noticed last fall when I was trying to trim some of the sprouts that were way above the plant Yeah. that they were, the leaves on some of them were, kind of lacy looking so i went to my books and i figured out it possibly was lace bugs mm. but it did it told me i couldn't uh put anything on it or shouldn't put anything on it till um i guess the spring or mm-hmm. and but I don't, i'm not it's kind of sticky and uh splotchy Could, are you saying the leaves were lacy in the sense that they were eaten that they were 
tissue-like or doily-like appearance to the leaves? They were yeah, eaten by something? Yeah. And, and, and they were blooming, so I didn't want to... Yeah. They're encores, so right. I didn't want to... Don't want to hurt you know. the bees, hurt the pollinators, and things like that. Yeah. You know, if, if it were me, I would probably use one of the systemic drenches and... I know there's there are gardeners right now listening right who are saying, well, the systemics are going to get into the pollen in the azalea blooms and they're going to hurt the bees and things like that. I don't believe that is necessarily supported by research on azaleas. They're not that attractive to pollinators anyway. And my view here is that a systemic is much better at controlling the lace bugs than malathion is. Malathion, I think, is much more toxic to honeybees. So get one of the bonide systemic granules or the bayer tree and shrub and put that on the ground in February or March, and that will be sucked up into the sap of the plant and kill any sucking insect you've got. Lace bug, aphid, um, white flies, anything you've got, it'll kill them. Oh, wonderful. Okay, thank you. All right. Donna, it's great talking to you. Thanks so much. Bye. Butch is in Tequila. Butch, thanks so much for being so patient. Come to me with your question, Butch. Yes, sir. Uh, Walter, i got a camellia that I want to move. Yep. Uh, it was in an area that had two big sweet guns, which I cut down, and it's in between some uh, crepe molds. Yeah. But I want to move it over so that i got something in the line of sight between my front porch sure. and my neighbor's side door. Sure, perfectly, it, perfectly good. Yeah, it's, of course, it's blooming right now. and got a lot of buds on it. How tall is it, Butch? Uh, it's about five foot tall and yeah. maybe four foot across, but yeah. it's not filled out a whole lot. Hmm. Here's what I would do. This is the right season to do transplanting, so we're good for that. I think that if you leave those buds on it, you're going to weaken the plant after it's been transplanted and it's trying to flower and it's trying to grow roots at the same time, and that's not really what you want. You want roots. You want it to establish itself in a new spot. Enjoy the flowers that you have right now, but as soon as you, or maybe a few days before you transplant it, twist every one of the camellia buds off of the plant. And then you can dig it up. You can move it to the new spot. New spot's bedding and give you the nice screening that you want. And prepare the soil beforehand, you know, dig in some potting soil, not potting soil, but uh, soil amendment, and maybe add some starters, that EB stone starter stuff that Pike sells is really good stuff, and transplant it whenever the soil is dry enough to work. Soggy days, not so good, but it'll be fine to transplant any time between now and the 1st of February. But um, twist those buds off. I think that's going to be best, the best thing you can do. Okay, what about the hole? How big a hole do you think that thing would be? You know, you, you sort of just loosen the soil is what I, I want you to do. Put some uh, soil amendment on top, maybe an inch of soil amendment on top, and take a shovel and just sort of churn things up, chop things up with your shovel, and do it over an area about, let me see, hold my hands out here, about four feet wide, four feet wide and about uh, six or eight inches deep ever, how deep your shovel goes is basically what I do. So you're just churning the soil. You're not digging a hole necessarily other than in the middle where you put the root ball down. Okay. All righty. Well, All right. Make it pretty, Butch. All right, All right man. We'll see you soon. We got Charlie real quick in here who wants to do something impressive. He wants to start the vegetables and the fruits indoors. Charlie, good morning. Hey, how you doing? All right. What's going on? Uh, I just wonder if I've got time to explain a few things and then ask you the question, but we'll see how it goes. Tell you what, do it in the opposite direction. Uh, ask me the question, anyway, and then uh, I'll ask questions of you if I need some explanation. So what do you want to do? Uh, well, you know, I've been trying to move to Florida now for about a year, and every time I say we'd, we're going to be there <laughs> at a certain date, it gets bumped up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
we come across an old boy down there around Ocala back in February who had cabbages as big as basketballs. Yeah, sure. Strawberries as big as tennis balls, but there was no white meat on the inside of them right. strawberries. It right. was all red right. went through and the bell peppers. Give me a question, Charlie. We only have 45 seconds here. Oh, well, I have to call you next week. Oh, I'm, man. You're not going to be moved to Florida, are you? Come on now. Put me on hold and bring me back. Or I something. can't do that. we got the end of the show coming up in here. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Anyway. Anyway. I'm trying to uh, get some tomatoes growing. I yeah. transplanted one that came up down there at my place back in November, and it's covered with cherry tomatoes oh, right yeah. now. Sure. No, on the uh, things going to 12 and 12 basis. Well, when yeah. I planted it, yeah. the light was not at 12 and 12, but they're up there. It's grown, and it's full of stuff, and I don't know if the cold will hurt it. But uh, hmm. I don't go on that hydroponic stuff because I'm not that all that yeah. patient with the water business and, and all, all right, that. One more time. What's the question, Charlie? Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> Charlie, let's make a date. Let's do it next Saturday. All right, get your thoughts together. Next Saturday morning, you and I will talk. You're not going to be in Florida next Saturday. And if you are, you can call me. You know, i got a toll-free number, too. We'll talk to you next Saturday about that, because I want you to be successful. I want you to have those vegetables, but the clock is staring me in the face, as well as Scott Maxson with a baseball bat. It's 848. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's a soggy Saturday for the metro area. If you're going to dig in the dirt, better wait till tomorrow because it's not going to get really good all day long. Highs in the low 50s and rain coming in the after- afternoon. Excuse me. And tonight, temperatures dripping down into the low 40s. But Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And if you want something interesting to read, read Kirk Mellish's blog on his weather page that he has at WSBRadio.com. He has interesting commentary about how the winter might unfold over the next couple of months. Judd is out in Dawsonville. Judd joins us on Lawn and Guard. Hey, Judd, good morning. Good morning, Walker. How can I help, Judd? Well, agave plants survive in Dawsonville. Not readily. <laughs> Let's put it that way. There's, I'm sure, somebody in Dawsonville who's gotten one in a real, real sheltered place with real, real good gravelly soil that has survived for three or four years. But boy, oh boy, they're not going to be happy most winters. It gets too cold or it gets too wet. Okay. So it's worth a try. I'm not saying don't do it, Judd. You can push the bounds of horticultural knowledge a little bit further out. But uh, agaves are not naturally going to, they're not native to Dawsonville. <laughs> and uh, they, there's, a, my friend Dave McMullen has done a whole lot of uh, research on which agaves can be grown in Atlanta. And he's found a whole lot of agaves that either get too wet, too cold, too something else. And so he's killed a whole lot of agaves. But this is the guy who says in order to learn about gardening, you have to be willing to set cash on fire. So, you know, he's pushing it. You can push it too, Judd. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, man. We'll see you soon. Agaves are pretty plants. I mean, other than the stickery part on the leaves, they're pretty nice plants. They've got this big flower cluster that comes on the top of them. And nice plants. And by the way, if you have an agave or any other stickery plant that uh, you think you'd rather yuccas, for instance, that you'd rather not be stuck with, take a 
toenail clipper. Just go out there with toenail clippers and clip off the tip spine on those leaves. You will thank me for this information because nothing is more painful than getting stuck by one of those darn things when you're walking by it in the garden. Well, 8.56 on a Saturday morning means we got to get out of here. Dave Baker is here with the Home Fixing Show starting up. Go to my website, get details about any question you did not get answered this morning, as well as what are we doing about our trip to Italy and France. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Vimeo for videos. we got all sorts of stuff at WalterReeves.com. If you haven't hugged anybody today, told anybody you love them, then make it a point to get that done before the end of the day today. And my thanks go to Ashley Frasca and Scott Maxim, both of whom do exemplary jobs choosing our music and screening our calls and answering our questions and making sure you have the best garden experience possible. I'm Walter Reeves. I'm the Georgia Gardener, and I will see you right here next Saturday morning for another edition of Lawn and Garden.